Welcome to a special report edition of Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky. You can follow me on Twitter at SkullWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. Today, big news, Tom Brady retiring. However, for Vikings, it was Jim Harbaugh might be interviewing with the Minnesota Vikings. So today we're going to talk about the Jim Harbaugh rumors, but first I want to take you down memory lane. It was the year 1992, and young Jim Harbaugh was the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Go look up The Audible on YouTube, and you will find glorious footage of the Minnesota Vikings versus the Bears in 1992 at the Metrodome in middle October. Um, so it was an ill-advised audible in the fourth quarter where Viking safety Todd Scott returned an interception into a 35-yard pick six. At the after the game, Mike Ditka was quoted as saying, "Sometimes we get too smart for our own selves, and when the player knows more than the coach, then we have a problem." He also says. If the situation rises again, there will be changes made, and they will be definite, and they will be permanent. And uh, Harbaugh was interviewed in the locker room, and they were saying it sounds like uh, it looked like Mike Ditka was pretty mad. He goes, I called an audible, and it didn't work very well. And uh, yeah, he was pretty upset about it. Uh, it's Mike's team, and he can do whatever he wants to. I don't know if you remember this. I, w- I was probably 19, 1920 at the time, probably 19 years old at the time, and it's still stuck in my memory of him not being able to call an audible the rest of the season. It was a Mike Jim, or a young Jim Harbaugh. Vikings came back from 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter to win 21-20. With a Fouad Reves extra point. Then Rich Gannon connected with Chris Carter for a, a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Later, Roger Craig for the game winner. I think it runs in it from the two or three yard line. It was Dennis Green's first year as taking over as head coach and went on with 11 and 5 record. Roger Craig was quoted as saying, That's what championship teams do we didn't go on to win a championship but look at the names uh on that game uh, of that game i had it pulled up i i wish hopefully i saved it here um yeah here's some of the here's some of the names terry allen roger craig rich gannon keith henderson anthony carter sean salisbury Darren Nelson, Chris Carter, Joe Johnson, Hassan Jones, Steve Jordan, a young Jake Reed, age 25. Didn't get much playing time that year. He had six receptions, 142 yards. Mike Tice was a blocking tight end, if you remember. Uh, Danny Whitaker and a few, you know, a few others. I don't have the defense um, pulled up here. But um, it was a, oh, your defense, Jack Del Rio, Carl Lee, a Viking great. I'm sorry, I still recover from COVID. 
apologize for the coughing. I take uh, frequent water breaks, and I apologize. So Carl Lee, uh, Todd Scott, Chris Dolman, Henry Thomas, John Randall, Al Noga. Great names. I love these names. They're awesome. It brings back memories. I love the uniforms back then. Rich Gannon went on to do great things with the Raiders. We probably didn't give him enough of an opportunity in Minnesota. That probably cost us. And it was a long time until 98 before we went to the NFC title game. Now, Mike Florio. This is the rumor, okay? This is the rumor. Mark, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. He is a well-known name. He has his own show. He put his name on the line. He says Jim Harbaugh is going to be interviewing with the Minnesota Vikings. Now, people are like, ah, what, what, you know, what sources? They said multiple sources. Now, ESPN is now backing it up. Pete Tamil, a writer for ESPN, had the headline, Minnesota Vikings request permission to interview Jim Harbaugh for head coaching vacancies. A source told ESPN that Vikings have requested permission to interview Harbaugh for their open head coaching job. One of my favorites, ESPN's Courtney Cronin, that the relationship between Adolfo Mensa and Harbaugh is one of, primary, one of the primary drivers of the franchise interest in Harbaugh. This is what really makes me believe he's wanting to come to the NFL. He went 2-4 two and four in two, uh, 2020. Remember the... Big Ten decided to only play conference games. They go two and four. They asked him to take a pay cut. He was making $8 million a year. He, his pay gets cut to $4 million, Cut in half. Okay, so Harbaugh takes a pay cut from $8 million to four. And Michigan has yet to formalize any type of new agreement with Harbaugh after the rebound in 2021. So he took a pay cut for him. They he goes and wins 12 games, makes the 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 playoffs, beats Ohio State. Fortun, fortunately for him, for the first time in his career. And there you go. Now, let me talk about. So that's what leads me to believe is he's I uh, that he's a competitive dude. He was forced to take a pay cut to stay with Michigan. Now, can I can I say this? I it's very possible that Jim Harbaugh is using leverage of NFL team interests such as the Raiders and now the Vikings to renegotiate his deal with Michigan, especially after how well they did this past year. Unfortunately, they looked terrible against Georgia. But obviously, Georgia goes on to win the championship. Now, let's look at his head coaching career. I guess his dad um, coached for Western Kentucky, L. Toppers, because he was less, because he was an unpaid assistant coach from '89 to 2001 for Western Kentucky, L. Toppers. He became the quarterbacks coach uh, in '02 for the Oakland Raiders in '03. I was watching an old video of him doing a coaching clinic for quarterback coaches. He said at the time the OC actually worked with the, the starting quarterback and on him. <coughs> Sorry about the cough. I'm still I did three this is my third podcast today. A lot of news happened today. I did some twins. I apologize. So sorry for any coughing I do. San Diego Toros, um 
and went 11 and 1 and 11 and 1 and 7 and 4. He goes and gets hired by the Stanford Cardinals in 07. Um, ends up going 12 and 1, and he parlayed that into an uh, interesting story. One time, uh, the one time the Arizona or Arizona comes in. One of the coaches says that they they don't they're not very tough. So one of the in, last tries of the game, they're at the goal line, and they decide to do two inside runs and punch it in for a score. And he says one thing no one will ever call us is not being tough enough. And he did it, and that it's one of the fondest memories of some of his players that he was he was able to do that. This dude is so competitive that uh, one year. He wanted to show uh, the Cardinals, he, uh, Stanford Cardinals, that he could do 100 push-ups. So one day he's, he says, okay, I'm going to get to 100 push-ups. So every day he came out in stretching drills for the Stanford Cardinals team. And he started the first day, he does 30. Next day he does a little more. Next day he does a little more. And then one day, instead of 100, he does 110. And he's showing them different grips, um, hand spacing, doing different Showing off, doing uh, wider and uh, narrower uh, push-ups. 110. This guy is so competitive that when he was with San Francisco, that he was playing racquetball with, uh, I think, Trent Bulky, who ended up firing, or you know, Jim Harbaugh says fired him. It wasn't mutual. He says Jim, uh, he got fired. That he played racquetball with Balky, and he found and he kept getting beat because Balky apparently was in better shape than him. And uh, he's he found a weakness and exploited it and finally was able to be bulky. So this guy would play until he beats you. I have more stories that I'm going to talk about here, but with San Francisco, he, um, he takes some 13 and three season. Let's lead up to what happened there. Now, starting in 2003, was there the, uh, well in 2002, they finished well, 2001, 12 and four, 2002, 10 and six. In 2003, they went seven and nine. Then they go. Then they only win two games the next year. Four games, seven games, five games, seven games, eight games, six games, and then they hire Jim Harbaugh, and he goes 13 and three. First in the NFC West, uh, won a game, lost a game, lost the New York Giants the NFC Championship game. First year takes him to the NFC Championship game after only winning six games. Next year, eleven and four with one tie. First in NFC West, uh, two wins, one loss. Lost the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. If you remember, that was the year the lights went out. Uh, it was embarrassing for San Francisco. They had a brownout and the lights went out in the stadium. Colin Kaepernick was his head coach. Went 12 and 4 the next year, lost to CLCX again in the NFC Championship game. So he went to two NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl. The next year, <clears throat> he's struggling with the bulky. They're arguing. He goes eight and eight. They they mutually separate, mutual agreement. Harbar goes on to say that it wasn't mutual in interviews. But a guy won games. Uh, apparently, I think he, I think I saw a stat that he has the sixth highest winning percentage in NFL history. Belichick is 13th, mainly because he was a coach for Cleveland for a while. 
when they did so bad in his first stand head coach. But he's up there with some great names. Now, here's some personality issues. Jim is not like his brother John. John is a very personal guy, well-liked. People gravitate him. Jim Harbaugh is a little more awkward. He's just a little, he's on, he's on his own timeline. There's a story of a recruit coming to see him. And uh, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Let me talk about Chris Sims on the Dan Patrick show. He's being asked about, <laughs> I'm sorry about coughing. Still recovering from COVID. Chris Sims is on the Dan Patrick show. He was asked about um, Jim going to the Raiders. This is before the Vikings news. Um, when Sims worked for the Bleach Report, he said he was on like his third question. And he asked Harbaugh about Colin Kaepernick's contract. Harbaugh, Harbaugh took off his headphones, got up and said, I'm done with this and tell your dad I said hi. And and then Chris Sims says, from then on, I rooted for Ohio State and against him, screw him. I can't believe someone that's, you know, I don't know. He, he does his own talk show, so he's more of a color guy. He doesn't really do a lot of interviews. He's an analyst more. So, you know, the fact that you're telling a, a guy you could potentially interview in the future to screw him and who may have, who, who may have friends. Maybe, maybe John Harbaugh hears it. Chris Sims says he loves John Harbaugh. Well, you just said, screw him to your, bro to his brother. So Dan, that's Chris Sims. Although Chris Sims, I do believe is a, a very good evaluator of quarterbacks. So I do like to listen to Chris Sims about his evaluation of quarterbacks. He's called some good ones. Yeah. Like for us, the, the Chargers, Abear, uh, he's called it. Now he goes. He also goes on to say, I, "I know too many stories." He said that he didn't tell any of the San Francisco staff he wasn't that he was leaving, and that he was in Michigan and he wasn't coming back. And that you know he, he paraphrased it, but you know he he just really does not like uh, Jim Harbaugh. And there are people that do. Um, there are some squabbles over the years. People do talk pretty bad about him. Um, some do. I did. I did uh, tweet out today. Uh, for the people that says I don't like Harbaugh, I say all I hear is I don't like winning. When I hear someone say I don't like Harbaugh, honestly, I'm not a big fan of his, him as a personality. I'm not going to enjoy news conferences of him being a jerk. I'm not going to do that. But if it means I went the Vikings win the Super Bowl before I die. Then Jim Harbaugh's my and Jim Harbaugh's my guy. Give me two of them because I want I want a Super Bowl. And he took a team that was six and ten to three, oh, two NFC title games and a Super Bowl in three years of his four years of coaching in the NFL. Name me another coach who can do that. Jim Harbaugh already did it. Now here here's some uh, color. Of Jim Harbaugh's personality. I got this from Mich uh, Michigan website. Top five wackiest things Jim Harbaugh has done as a Michigan head coach. Uh, number five. He's saying he models his life after SpongeBob SquarePants. I kind of remember this. He goes, he's quoted as saying, I love his attitude. He attacks each day with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. 
I kind of modeled my behavior after him. We all should. What a great employee he is. He's he's a go-getter. He's always got a bounce to his step. He's got pizzazz. He puts his heart and soul into making those Krabby Patties. I think he's awesome. Jim Harbaugh patterns his life after <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. Who's got uh who's got a better than us video? You may know the Brian Kelly, uh formerly Notre Dame LSU head coach of the cringeworthy videos that they do. I I do not I don't I don't get <laughs> those videos are terrible and it's embarrassing. Um now he did his own Who Got It Better Than Us uh hype video for Michigan and he is doing the chorus and he's screaming who's got it better than us worse and louder each time in the chorus um that is what the michigan fans think is the fourth uh weirdest moment of jim harbaugh number three is he giving the pope a michigan helmet uh he's report he's quoted as saying it felt like that like this is what it would be like to meet jesus christ that's what i felt like to me very emotional and so basically, Jim Harbaugh, in mind, he was meeting Jesus Christ, and he gave him a Michigan football helmet. It, so that's that's the thought. That's what makes it weird. He's meeting the Pope. He gives him a Michigan football helmet. Can you imagine the Pope getting a helmet? I don't know if he even he's seen a football game, but that's what happened. Uh, number two, he did donuts in the big house. He was driving like a challenger i think and it was i think it was a promotion for car and drivers so we actually did a video of him doing uh donuts or cookies in the uh, big house so uh, i don't think i think the others are more crazy but the number one craziest thing that he did as michigan's head coach he did sleepover with recruits reportedly two of them one of them said he got to his house at 1 a.m they ate banana bread and, I don't know, tea, sweet tea or something. I don't know. Kool-Aid. And he spent the night, and then he ended up driving the recruit to his first English class. But he did hang out and meet some of the... Uh, uh, some of the so the Michigan player, or the recruit, actually liked it. But the fact that he would sleep over at their houses is also... Uh, reports that he wasn't afraid to, t- and he was in a recruiting li- living room. He would take his shoes off, um, and actually ask for a, a spittoon be- and asked if they didn't mind if he, uh, uh, chewed in their house. So that's Jim Harbaugh, not afraid to chew, uh, smokeless tobacco in a recruit's house. Now, Urban Meyer made headlines when, uh, a he was at a party at Ohio State, and girls were coming up. To, uh, a girl famously came up to him, and then he got fired by Jacksonville after he showed there was flirtation going on. But Jim Harbaugh uh, story came up after that. He was attending a Michigan uh, party when he was the head coach of the 49ers. Reportedly, a female student started flirting with him at a party. He asked, he instead of flirting back or letting her grind up on him like they uh, Urban Myra did. He asked if she wanted to play catch, and he proceeded to take it super seriously. He made her run routes, fire bullets, until she got bored and left. He was actually teaching her form. 
Here's so, here's a quote of the per, eyewitness. He said to the first girl, "Keep your hands up, thumbs down," and he showed her the proper motion with his own hands. When he didn't get it, when she didn't get it quite right, he grabbed her wrists and showed her how to position her hands. He then paced off 15 yards, held the ball in front of him, squatted like he was under center, patted the ball hard, took three hard steps back, planted his back leg, and fired the ball at the first girl. As he let the ball go, you could hear her, hear it click as the fingernails hit the ball, and I sh- and he goes, "I shit you not." As the ball whizzed through the air, you could hear. A snake sound, thunk. It hit the girl on the shoulder and knocked her down. So Jim Harbaugh gets hit on by a college girl, decides to put her through football drills. <laughs> it was probably a smart move on his part because that's not why he got fired, and that's why Urban Meyer got fired. Now, when he coached at Stanford, there's a recruiting uh, story that he wasn't in his office. Uh, for a recruit, and he was um, at a nearby basketball court playing one-on-one against his assistant coach, DJ Duncan, who was 15 years younger than than his boss, Jim Harbaugh. The recruit had to stand and watch Harbaugh play basketball. He watched and watched as both guys battled and elbowed each other in the face and ribs. He quoted as saying, Durkin, pride that they had too much pride to call a foul. They played for two hours as their crew waited and waited and finally left. Harbaugh won 7-6. to six. They played for two hours, and only the score was only 7-6. to six. Could you imagine how violent that game was? Well, that's, uh, that's a unique twist. I put, I'm putting on Jim Harbaugh as hire, as a potential hire, if... Uh, we it's seriously got to consider the fact that he's eight that he went from eight to four million. Now he seems af- affordable to me. Uh, I I'm really iffy on what his buyout is. I heard four million a year for the finish of his contract, or I've heard one point five. I don't know where that's at. I can't I can't nail it down. But the fact would you give Jim Harbaugh a chance? Would you have taken him? over Mike Zimmer? Would you have taken him over Leslie Frazier? Brad Childress? The answer is yes, you would. And you'd give him a chance. He turned San Francisco around and went to three title games. Two NFC title games and one Super Bowl in his first three years. Wouldn't you take that? To have the opportunity to get to the big game. He did it with San Francisco. And their quarterback situation. And he took them to the title game. Okay, that's it for today. Jim Harbaugh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. We'll see what happens. I think it's great we're casting a wide net. I would not have thought that this would happen. Apparently it is. It's also being reported by ESPN. But initially, Mike Florio put it out. Keep in mind, Mike Florio is a is a Minnesota Viking fan. Hates Kirk Cousins as a as a as a starting QB. But he's reporting, backed up by ESPN, SI.com reported it. A couple other outlets, they're putting their they're putting it out there. They trust Mike Florio. Uh, backed up by Courtney Cronin. 
Stay tuned. I'll talk to you next time. Hopefully, I'll have more information in the next few days. But get ready for tomorrow. We got D'Amico Ryans facing uh, in the San Francisco 49ers defense facing off against the Rams and the Kevin O'Connell offense, although he doesn't play calls or call plays, but he is part of that offense as the OC. We'll see tomorrow who who makes it out of there alive and who's the top contender for the Vikings job. Talk to you soon. Have a great night.